Good morning, church. It is indeed a joy to be in the house of the Lord. May the grace and peace of the risen Christ be with you. It is a joy. As I said, it is indeed a joy. Listen to all those voices. Listen to that buzz. People are excited to come and praise God. Amen? (laughs) So as we come today, we are mindful that we are starting a new journey together this week. Our fall sermon series kicks off, and it's called The Tie That Binds. The tie that binds. Now, I'm sure many of you went to a classic hymn in the, in the back of your minds. That's okay. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But keep that very close to you. And as you consider what it means to be blessed by the tie that binds, look around to all those people to whom you are bound and wish them the peace of Christ. Give them a wave. Say hello. <laughs> And as we open our hearts before God, consider this. As we begin this series, we affirm that God is the tie that binds. We have been created by God, gifted by God, given life by God, formed by God's hand like clay in front of the potter. We open ourselves to be reshaped when necessary, and we celebrate our common connections as God's children. Blessed be the tie that binds. So we're going to do a responsive opening prayer, and your first response will be the tie that binds. So let's go before God together. Holy and living God, you are the tie that binds. We give you thanks that you have brought us together in order to create the tie that binds. Be with us in our learning, our worshiping, our fellowshipping that leads to the tie that binds. We are yours, walking in the way of Jesus, living in the Spirit so that we might be for the world the tie that binds. Let all God's people say, Alleluia. Alleluia. Amen. And to all of our online viewers, hello. Uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Adelaide Pollard today. She's the one that wrote the hymn that we're going to sing in a minute. She had a strong desire to become a missionary in Africa, which you would think would be a very God-filled pursuit. And yet, every time she set out at that pursuit, she was thwarted. So at one point in her life, while she was doing many other wonderful things, she became very distressed and very disappointed But she was at a prayer meeting, and an elderly lady got up and said, it doesn't really matter what you do with us, Lord. Have your own way with our lives. And that set her to pondering and reflecting, and she went on to read Jeremiah, the story about the potter and the clay, and God continued to use her, as you can probably imagine. So I invite you to stand as we sing, Have Thine Own Way.
Good morning. It's nice to see you all here on this semi-not-nice day. So I have the pleasure of sharing our mission moment with you this week. And our mission moment is on United Methodist Student Day. And United Methodist Student Day was started in 1940 when college tuition was $450. How many of you want to pay $450 for college? My son just started. That would be great. So now that tuition is about $25,000 or up depending on where you go. So Student Day, it's to support United Methodist students, to give them a financial boost, to help them realize their dreams, and it gives them also a spiritual boost, helping them recognize that the church has confidence in them and in their gifts that they have. So there's a student named Alana Wright Rembert, and she struggled to make friends in school, but she found a nurturing family in her home church. And it was time, when it was time for her to apply for college, her congregation encouraged her to apply for a Gift of Hope scholarship that's supported by our contributions on United Methodist Student Day. Receiving this scholarship, she said, has had a huge impact on my life by helping me with college expenses. It has given me the opportunity to reach my goals of graduating from college and starting a successful career. United Methodist Student Day is so important for young adults in preparing for their future. So even as we as the United Methodist Church come together to serve our students, we partner with God. And even as our denomination is in a time of discernment in our future together, we recognize that we are all connected. We have that tie that binds of brothers and sisters in Christ. We are siblings created in that image of God. And we can pray with and for all of our United Methodist students while putting our prayers into action through special offerings. To paraphrase Paul's letter to the church in Corinth, our gifts are our way to show our thanks to God always because God's grace gave us Jesus. Please give generously.
Heavenly Father, truly you are the potter, we are the clay of your masterpiece that you've created in us. Accept our gifts and help us do your work in the world. In your name we pray, amen. You may be seated. So we have a few concerns and prayers that we want to bring up to you today before. Um, Pastor Kathy is not here because on Friday, September 10th, her new grandbaby, Sadie Lynn Robertson, came into the world. Um, Sadie was weighing 15 ounces and was 25 centimeters long. So she's strong, but she has a lot of growing to do before they're able to actually hold her. So please keep Kathy and Matt and Katie and Jeff in your prayers um, as we continue on. And she continues to grow. Um, also, Jane Chadwick had a heart attack um, late last week, so please keep her in your prayers. Will you join your hearts together and mine as we pray today? Heavenly Father, Each of us is born with incredible freedom, worth, and a beautiful uniqueness that we choose to live. And where we choose to look and find meaning is in our response to you. We come to you just as we are. Some days we're okay, and others we're not doing so well. We're aware of our need for your compassion and grace in our lives so that we can become the whole people that we were called to be. You invite us into a relationship with you, and you help us to become a follower and a disciple of Jesus. You invite us to plunge ourselves into the life of uncertainties and celebrations, troubles and joys, failures and successes, disappointments and glories. You urge us to respond to your presence with grace and acceptance, faith and love. Help each of us to do so. Give us the will to follow your lead and the commitment to accept your guidance as we seek to walk with you. We have people in our hearts that need caring. Help us to be strong and resilient and help them. Help us to be wise with your wisdom and help us to care for all others with grace and dignity. Empower us to follow the path of love kindness, and trust always. In your name we pray. Amen. Morning. A little impromptu. <laughs> Somebody had to do it, right? Okay, so this morning we're reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, verses 8 through 9. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look on us, we pray, for we are all your people. And from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. <clears throat> Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. 
Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. So would you pray with me, please? Loving and gracious God, we are grateful for the gift that is this moment. And we come to this moment with our hearts open and we pour out our love for you. The Lord, as we continue to pour out our love, we ask that you would take that and receive it. And not only receive the love that we are showing you, but plant a new seed in us. Plant a new seed in us that continues to grow and grows and bears more fruit for the honor and the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. So we are starting this new journey together through these next few weeks of the fall called The Tie That Binds, just like you heard me say during our greeting time. And to help us get started, our first message is called Formed. Formed. So I want you to think about this as we consider what it means to be formed by God's hand. A while back, I had the fortune to be in Rome. And while I was there for work, it was the idea that I had a few, I had some spare time, so I was able to go and take a tour of the Vatican. Now, the Vatican has some of the most incredible art you will ever see. When I went there, I was able to get a tour of the Sistine Chapel not long after it had been through its recent restoration. It was breathtaking. The ways in which Michelangelo is able to tell the story of Scripture through art was unbelievable. But something else happened when I was there. I was in St. Peter's Basilica, and I was looking at all the different pieces that were there. But then, to my surprise, I actually turned around, and unexpectedly, I was standing in front of the Pieta. For those of you who don't know what that is, that too is a sculpture by Michelangelo. It's a sculpture of the crucified Jesus in his mother's arms. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. That to think that he took this moment that means so much to us as disciples and was able to capture it in this way was truly amazing to me. I mean, it's incredible detail. And when you see the emotions even carved into marble the way he did it, it's incredibly powerful. Now, why? Do I say that to you? I say that to you because I want you to think about the ways in which your heart might be moved when you see great art by a master artist. Whether you've seen it in purpose, in person, or whether you have seen other pieces of it, say, on the internet. But generally, we get moved when we see something special, and we know that it's special, right? That whether it's a visual piece of art, whether it's something you hear from an incredible musician, you just know that it speaks to your heart in this unique way. Amen? And when you experience that, there's really nothing like it in life. There's something touches you in an amazing way. Well, I want you to consider this for a moment. Have you ever thought that you get to see incredible art all day, every day. Incredible art all day, every day. And you get to see it simply by looking at the people 
in your life. Because as you heard Louis read for us, we are the work of God's hand. In other words, you are a master work created by a master artist. Now, I'm betting when you got up this morning and looked in the mirror, you weren't thinking masterwork. <laughs> I don't usually think of myself that way <laughs> either. However, but that, that's an us problem. That's not a God problem. <laughs> we look at ourselves and we let the world tell us everything that's wrong with us. Or we let some of those messages sink in and we don't appreciate what we see. But hear these words again because I don't think we hear them often enough. You are a master work created by a master artist. Let that just wash all over you for a minute. Because you need to appreciate what God has done simply by giving the world you. It wasn't an accident, and God didn't look at you and go, well, okay, I can do better than that. <laughs> no, God is proud of what God has done in you, just as you are, just as you are. And when you think about what is involved for God, the image of the potter is a really powerful thing for us. Because as you heard in that Isaiah piece, we are the work of your hands. You are the potter, we are the clay. If you've ever seen a potter at work, you know what that looks like, right? You've seen those pictures of the clay on the wheel, and then the hands at work, and then the wheel starts spinning, and they're flipping and twisting, and all these amazing things start to happen. But one of the things about that that I usually don't appreciate as much is that clay goes everywhere, <laughs> You see it like all over the potter, right? <laughs> that it's all over the place. But when the potter is done, you see this incredible piece. But I want you to think about you. I want you to think about your life. Because God's hands are doing that to you. God is in the muck that we create. God reached into the dust of the earth and started with us and started with it and forms and twists and keeps shaping, molding, creating. And he's willing to get filthy to make what he wants made in you. If you don't think that God is willing to get dirty, look at the cross. That's the proof of how dirty God is willing to get on your behalf. And God keeps forming. God keeps shaping until he's produced another masterpiece. It's hard to sink in. But that's what God is doing in each and every one of us. And when you consider what you mean to God, remember, God does not just do that and then chuck it away. God picks this up, puts it out on the shelf for everybody to see. As I said, God is not ashamed of the work he has done in you. God is not ashamed of that work. Now, that doesn't mean we're perfect, but he's also not ashamed of you. And so let that move you, might change how you move through the rest of your day, might change how you feel when you see those eyes look back at you in the morning. <laughs> you are a master work created by a master artist. Now, the challenge we face is that we have to remember that that's not just about us. Where we tend to fall down, where this kind of falls apart and why it leads into the rest of our series is we have to remember that that same statement is true of every single one of God's children. Every single one. No exceptions. 
So all that process of willing to get covered in muck, all that process of moving and forming and shaping, all that process of whipping, bleeding, and dying is for every single one of God's children. Now, again, we sometimes forget that when we are looking at each other, that we are looking at master works by a master artist of whom God is no less proud than God is proud of you. But then we again counter our us problem <laughs> because we get real good at deciding who deserves to be treated like a masterpiece and who doesn't. It's not hard for us to start drawing lines in the sand about who we consider to be great and who we don't think is so great. But God doesn't think that way. God doesn't think that way. And you hear how God reminds us of that. When you look at this passage in Colossians, we move from the beautiful image of being formed by the potter to the instructions for how we treat each other. Now, Paul frames it this way when we get to verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, and that means all of you, not only just here in the room, but those of you online, y'all checked in at church today, so y'all who he's talking to. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. Okay. <laughs> How are we doing with that? <laughs> How are we doing with that when somebody cuts us off in traffic? How are we doing with that when something gets rung up and it's higher than we thought in line at Wegmans? How are we doing with that when somebody on a TV show starts spouting politics that disagree with yours? How are we doing with that? Because all the things we were just talking about less than two minutes ago still apply. That face into which you are now looking, whether it's behind the wheel of that car that just cut you off in traffic, or it's the manager of that store that you think is overcharging you, or if it's that pundit that you're watching on your favorite news channel, that is a masterwork created by the same master artist that created you. And yet, we may forget our art appreciation skills in those moments. <laughs> that's our challenge, isn't it, though? Because that's where we are trying to get this right. Remember, Jesus told us about this. And we get challenged by it every single day. As Jesus is wrapping up the Sermon on the Mount, he, remi the Sermon on the Mount, he reminds us of this basic truth. If you just love those who love you, what's so special about that? Everybody does that. You are called to something greater. You are called to something better. That's a paraphrase, of course. But you know what he's trying to communicate. And that's not just a polite suggestion. Love one another as I have loved you. Love your neighbor as yourself. Those are not called the great suggestions. So we have to get to work on ourselves. We have to get to work on our own hearts. We have to remember that we are all formed in that way. That God does not look at your neighbor. God does not look at 
that person behind the wheel. God does not look at that person on TV and feel any less love than he feels when he is looking at you. And if we are going to claim this name, if we are going to walk in the way that is Jesus Christ, if we want to live as he has told us to live, then we have to learn to expand our hearts. We have to learn to start thinking this way. It's interesting as we enter into this series and we think about blessed be the tie that binds. Because when you hear the word bound, most people don't react pleasantly. Bondage is something from which we usually try to escape. When we think about being bound, we think about trying to break free. But that's not the way this is written. That's not what you heard even in the scripture today. That Paul tells us to bind together all those great characteristics in love. That doesn't sound like something we want to tear apart. That when we sing the song, most of us can probably get the first line out, but not too much more than that, right? Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. That doesn't sound like a bond from which we are trying to break free. To whom do you see yourself as bound? To whom do you see yourself as bound? My bet is that it's easy to come up with a few names because they probably all live in your house. (laughs) Then you can probably think of some who no longer live in your house. (laughs) And then there are others that you know and you love and that, that list goes out. But that list gets pretty finite of the people to whom you really see yourself as bound. And I guess the other seven billion of us are out of luck. But that's not God's dream. That's not God's hope. That we might, in fact, be able to build a world in which the idea of being bound to one another as one great family under God is the hope. But we, as Christ's people, have to be willing to do our part. So think of this as a call to stretch, a call to reach, a call to try and do better. Because as we said earlier, when you look around, not only this room, when you look around the world as you walk through it, day after day after day, you are in an amazing collection of incredible masterpieces. Because each one is a masterwork created by the master artist. And when you think of this visual, of this idea of how we are all interconnected, when you think about how weaving works and each of us being one of those threads in God's great tapestry that God is building, that God is creating that huge picture that God alone sees and properly understands. Are you willing to do your part? Are you willing to help build that world? Because then we can truly appreciate what it means to be bound to one another. If you've ever had one of those times when you needed your church to pick you up, if you've ever had one of those times when you were lost and someone came and got you, if you've ever needed someone to reach out because you were weak, you know what it means to be bound in Christian love. Don't just be a happy recipient. Do your part. Because then the song has meaning. Then you can sing it from your heart. Then the words don't just fall off your lips, but you sing because you know what it means. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. Let it sink in. Let it be real. Because that is our 
master creator's hope that we would all celebrate what it means to be masterpieces in his eyes. Let's treat each other like that. Amen and amen. Loving and gracious God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks that you are who you are and that you have taken the time, that you have given the focus, you have given the very purposeful care to create each and every one of us as a masterwork. That all of your children, all of the children of God are masterworks. No matter what the world tells us, no matter how our hearts may feel, we are dealing with masterworks. So Lord God, as we do our best to honor these true masterpieces in your eyes, let our hearts truly grow, let our hearts truly expand so that we may love as you would have us love, that we may indeed be the people of God who understand what it means to be bound in Christian love. Amen. For the next few moments, what we're going to do is hear a song. And that song is going to remind us of a promise that we made. You see, when we are baptized, we make promises. And when you think of what God has done for you in your baptism, remember what you have promised God as a part of your baptism. And so as you think about that time, now for some, it was so long ago, we may not remember. For some, you may be too young. You were young at the time, and so you may not remember. But all that having been said, if you can celebrate what it means to be a baptized follower of Jesus Christ, let these words sink in, because on the other side, we're going to reaffirm our baptismal vows and open your heart to what God has done for you and what you promised to do for God. Water, river, spirit, grace, sweep over me. Sweep over me, recover the depths your fingers traced in sculpting me, in sculpting me.
sisters and brothers in Christ. Through the sacrament of baptism, God's spirit has been poured out upon water. Water poured out and immersing us. Water that helps mold the clay from which we are formed. Water that flows freely for all who will receive it. Water from the streams of God-saving power and justice. Water that brings hope to all who thirst for righteousness. Water that refreshes life, nurtures growth, and offers new birth. Today, we come to the waters to renew our commitments in each other's presence to Christ who has raised us, the Spirit who has birthed us, and the Creator who is making all things new. And so, I ask you, will you turn away from the powers of sin and death? We renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of our sin. Will you let the Spirit use you as prophets to the powers that be? We accept the freedom and power God gives us to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. Will you proclaim the good news and live as disciples of Jesus Christ, his body? We confess Jesus Christ as our Savior, put our whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as our Lord in union with the church, with Christ has opened to people of all nations and races. Will you be living witnesses to the gospel, individually and together, wherever you are and in all that you do? We will remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world. Will you receive and profess the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments? We affirm and teach the faith of the whole church as we put our trust in God, the Father Almighty. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on an ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. Sing to the Lord, tell of God's mercy each day. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Declare his works to the nations, his glory among all the people. Pour out your Holy Spirit, and by this gift of water, call to our remembrance the grace declared to us in our baptism. For you have washed away our sins, and you clothe us with righteousness throughout our lives that dying and rising with Christ, we may share in his final victory. All, All praise to you, O Father, Father, through your, your Son, Son, Jesus Christ, Christ who with, with you and the, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit lives and, and reigns, reigns forever. forever. Amen. It may have been a while, you may not remember, but if you don't remember the physical act, at least honor what you know you have promised and what you know God has done for you. Remember your baptism and be thankful. Amen. One of the ways in which we continue to honor our faith is to come to the Lord's table. So let's ready our hearts as we prepare to see, receive God's gift to us in the sacrament of Holy Communion. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. 
It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets, who looked for that day when justice would roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream, when nation would study war no more. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we lift up your name and join in their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. At his ascension, you exalted him to sit and reign with you at your right hand. And on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, he gave thanks to you, he broke the bread, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, he gave thanks to you, then he gave it to his disciples and said, take and drink from this, all of you. This is my blood, the sign of the new covenant, which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins for you and for many. Every time you drink this, do this and remember me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other and one with all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit and in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Those who are serving today, please come forward.
and our Lord calls. The table is open, meaning that all who seek to receive this gift are able to do so because God has opened the door himself. It depends not on you. So as you are led by the Spirit, move to the center aisles, come down, and exit by the side aisle. The gluten-free station will be here on my far left or on this station in front of the pulpit. Come as the Spirit moves you.
The story in Genesis of God's promises to Abraham to build a nation inspired a Nigerian singer-songwriter to write a song that would cross the nations. And her emphasis was on who God is, but we can remember who God is to us. And as Colossians says, sing to the Lord with gratitude in your heart. So I hope you know this one, become very familiar in 2020. Please stand as we sing Waymaker. Hear it again. 
You are a masterwork created by a master artist, as is everyone else. Understand the tie that binds us all together. Understand that the same feeling that God has for you, God has for every single one of God's children. Live like it, live in it, and be a blessing to his name. And now in the name of God, our creator and king, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our savior, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, our comforter and our sustainer, may God bless us now as we leave to love and serve God and all God's children. Amen. Amen.